solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We finally had an opportunity to hear from David Cully. He did an interview with Drew Doherty, the host of Texans TV. And David Cully said he is extremely excited to start the season off against a divisional opponent. I like that, man. I, I do too. Please go to the Locked On Texans Twitter page and see the beef that I have with Tony Wiggs, the host of Locked On Jaguars, because... We had some interesting words going back and forth about who is going to come out victorious in this week one victory against the Texans and the Jags. And with that being said, welcome to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. You know me, John, some sports guy Hickman, just a regular guy talking sports with you. Monday through Friday for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Cody, you know what? Honestly, I like that. You know, we we, we talk about, we've talked a lot about what Nick Serio has been doing with the roster. And the main word is competition, right? And so for your coach, first year to come out and say, hey, listen, we want to come out game one. And I'm okay with, I'm okay with playing against a division rival. Uh, I like that. Because regardless of how it's going to happen next season, they are going to uh, the Houston Texans, at least in their mind, their mindset is to fight. And I really do enjoy that. But, you know, with that being said, what do we have on the rundown for the show today? And we're going to get this Friday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with the latest news surrounding Deshaun Watson. Because on yesterday, we had an opportunity to hear from both Rusty Harden and Tony Busby. And Rusty Harden made a comment that said that no settlement negotiation has been conducted. And it seems like Deshaun Watson camp is very interested in fighting this civil lawsuit. And then later on in the show, you guys are going to hear an exclusive one-on-one interview with NFL draft prospect for the class of 2022, Mr. Nick Stallworth, a three-time all-conference linebacker at Siena Heights University. And then we're going to close out this show going from the class of 2022 to the class of 2021 with a preview of rookie training camp, which is set to begin today with the NFL set to begin phase two of their off-season program. But ladies and gentlemen, John, let's get this show kicked off with the latest news surrounding, of course, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so Rusty Harden and Tony Busby uh, yesterday on Thursday traded slight shots uh, from the, and this is the first time we've heard from them nearly three weeks now, right? Earlier that day, Tony Busby came out and said that, yeah, their clients are not taking any settlements. And when he said it, it sounded like that that option was proposed to his team. And then, you know, maybe, you know, a couple of hours later, we heard from Rusty Harden who said, no, the settlements came from Tony Busby, which we already know because that was given to us when we first kicked this thing off with Deshaun Watson. Uh, for the $100,000 for uh, whatever client that was. Uh, so now where we are right now, Rusty Harden came back and refuted that and said, no, listen, you guys approached us about the settlement. And Deshaun Watson and Rusty Harden 
are very much so ready to fight this thing. Uh, I'm wrong. I was, you know, on the side of a settlement will get done so Deshaun can move on and get to a new team and, and refresh his life. But as of right now, where we stand, this Friday, uh, May 14th, Deshaun has lost endorsements. Deshaun's name has been dragged through the mud. His persona, his image has been, you know, battered and bruised or ruined, however you want to look at it. And they're willing and ready to fight this thing. Whether I think that's right or not, it doesn't matter. Rusty Harden and his team must have something loaded because they're adamant about, we're not giving you any money. Deshaun is adamant about, I'm going to clear my name. So I'm very interested to see how this is all going to play out for both parties. But for Tony Busby to kind of make it seem like they were approached with the settlement, when in actuality, on the other side, uh, they contacted Harden and his team and his group of lawyers and attorneys to see if they can get them settlements done. Uh, I, I wonder how long it'll take before this gets messy between two people that consider themselves quote unquote associates or friends, because now Busby is doing what he was originally doing with Deshaun Watson, making it seem like the other side is the bad side in the media before they actually have an opportunity a chance to come out and say anything. So it's getting more than interesting right now. And what does this mean for Houston? It just means get prepared for a long ride. If you don't get anything back for Deshaun Watson, you're screwed. Even if you get things back for Deshaun Watson, draft assets, players, you're going to have to wait and see how all of that pans out. Deshaun was a sure thing in the league. Whatever you get back may not be. And so the hold of him still being under contract and not out of this city is going to uh, plague Houston until he's gone. We won't know anything until our progress is made. As of right now, settlements were asked for. Rusty Harden and his team said, no, you're defending people who have attacked my client's name, uh, falsely accused. We ain't rocking with that. We're going to fight this thing. And I'm telling you, if somebody is that sure of themselves, they have some type of evidence and proof. So now all we got to do right now, Cody and listeners, is wait and see. I've been saying for the entire time <laughs> that it's going to take at least a year before the Houston Texans can move on from Deshaun Watson. And that's just looking at it from the Houston Texans standpoint. For Deshaun Watson's standpoint, look, once again, I don't know who's telling the truth i don't know nobody knows what side is telling the truth like i always say nobody knows what went on behind closed doors except for deshaun watson and the masseuse that he was working with at the time with that being said i want to see deshaun watson fight for his name but john and listeners at the end of the day it doesn't matter if he settles or not his name is always going to be associated with this situation regardless of what happens and you know kudos for Deshaun and his camp to fight for his name to clear his name to try to get those endorsements back to try to get his career back to try to get his life back but John this situation might take a little bit longer than a year because they got to sort through 22 lawsuits and not only that from what we heard from Tony Busby eight of these cases has been taken to the Houston Police Department 
which means there is, of course, the possibility of this now becoming a criminal suit, which is going to take this into a whole nother level. And sticking with the Houston Texans side of things, genre listeners, as I continuously say, I do not see Deshaun Watson getting moved no time soon. Nick Casario and the Texans know that regardless of what is going on off the field, Deshaun Watson is still a top five quarterback in this league. And in my opinion, I do not see them moving on from Deshaun Watson unless they know they're going to still get the whole form that they was asking for or something close to it. Because what's going to happen is he's going to put this behind him and he's going to continue being a Deshaun Watson that we all became used to and that we all started loving through his first four years in the league. Leading a new organization, leading a new franchise. Why the Texans, on the flip side of things, got to deal with the fact that they traded him for a bag of chips. Plain and simple. And to your point, Cody, if you're willing right now to fight this and, and not settle out of court and get that dirt off your name, and I don't really blame them. Listen, really quick, my personal opinion, if you know you were in the right and no wrong was done and your name is being tarnished, and mud is thrown on your name. If you want to sit there and fight for your name, because when the money is gone, when the fame is gone, when the, when everything is gone, your name is what matters the most. So I don't blame him. But if you're willing to do all of that, then to me, you're willing to sit out a year of football until one side caves. So that's where Deshaun is right now. That's where his team is. And, and you know, who's ultimately being affected by this? The Houston Texans. While we sit here and talk about the odds of Deshaun Watson playing next year, let's talk about the odds of you making extra money with betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the NBA teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. And ladies and gentlemen, when you go, don't forget to use promo code Locked On Again, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And ladies and gentlemen, I know that we have, what, 360 days left before we get to the 2022 NFL draft. But it seems like for some reason, everybody, when they talk about the Houston Texans, they are automatically geared and ready for next year's draft because for some reason they feel like this upcoming season is not going to be good it's not going to be worth anybody's time however we all know that the houston texans are in a rebuilding stage which means we're going to be looking at a lot of prospects over the next 12 months and joining me today is nick starworth linebacker from sienna heist university nick what's going on my brother and welcome to locked on texans hey how you doing thanks for having me i greatly appreciate you having me on the show no worries. I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to come join me here on Locked On Texans. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, I know you cannot see my brother Nick, but he is rocking a Houston Texans beanie right now. Nick, what is up with that? Are you just rocking it just because you know you was a, you was going to be a guest on Locked On Texans today? No, so I've been rocking with the Houston Texans since I was a young kid, and um, 
I actually love the University of Texas. I'm infatuated with Texas teams, but Houston, that's, that's my squad since I was young. So that's why I'm rocking it today. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans? Oh, Houston Texans all day. Okay, all day. I just yeah. I, I just had to make sure I was going to cut this interview short. <laughs> <laughs> so you are entering um, a grad year at Siena Heights University. Um, yes, we all know everything that happened with the COVID-19 situation that basically messed up a lot of things. You know, it doesn't right. matter if it was football, basketball or whatever. Since you are going to be coming out next year's NFL draft, can you just talk about how you feel your skill set right now can translate over to the NFL? Yeah, for sure. So I feel like the NFL today is about versatility, and I feel like that's what I bring to the table, especially at the linebacking spot. I feel like I can play all three linebacker positions, the strong side, the weak side, and the middle. Even though I'm a designated weak side backer, that's my sole position right now. I feel like I can play a box safety as well, and I feel like I can run from sideline to sideline, can cover people just as well as I can play to run. And I feel like, like I said today, um, the NFL, it looks for versatility. And I feel like I'm that chess piece NFL teams are most definitely looking for. I know you mentioned you are a versatile linebacker, but what is the one attribute you feel you do the best out on the field? So I feel like I naturally play the run well, but the, the thing that separates me the most, I feel like is my pass coverage. I feel like I can play zone just as well as man, as well as anybody. I feel like that's what separates me the most in in my play. And is that the reason why how you became a three-time all-conference member at Siena Heights University? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And I got to credit my teammates as well as my coaches for also putting me in the right spots to, in order for me to make plays at the end of the day. Coming from a small school, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages you might face versus a prospect who might be coming from a school that's in the SEC, the Big Ten, or the Big 12? Right. So the biggest advantage for me coming out of a small school is I have less wear and tear on my body because we play less games than a top-tier Division One school like the SEC or the Big 12. The disadvantage would be they have top-tier uh, facilities to get maximum results and they have the, publi the publicity already because they play on ESPN every weekend so scouts can look and they can just turn on the TV to see their film and everything but at the end of the day playing ball is playing ball and I feel like my skill set is just as good if not better than um, people in the SEC or the Big 12. I feel like I can compare to those guys and I feel like, like I said, at the end of the day, playing ball is playing ball. And I feel like I have what it takes to play at the next level. Like I mentioned, you are going into, a, I guess we could call it a grad part of your college career. Um, yes, last year was actually your senior year, but you guys only played four games, of course, due to COVID. How right. disappointed was it to play only four games last year, especially knowing that, of course, last season was your senior year? Right. So, yeah, it was for sure disappointing, especially when we found out um, we can only play four games and due to a COVID outbreak on campus uh, that got cut short to four games. We originally supposed to be playing, I think, seven or eight, but it got cut to four. So, yeah, it was um, it was for sure disappointing because that was um, that was less film. I could get to um, NFL scouts for them to uh, see my capabilities. 
And I know every time we talk about a senior, especially a senior or any collegiate player who is looking to make that transition over to the next level, we always talk about the negative of 2020. But is it somewhat positive to say, okay, we might have only had four games, but with within those four games, could you realize you can still improve in this area that can actually help improve your chances to make the NFL heading into the 2022 NFL draft? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So I feel like in order for me to be the complete backer, I have to showcase myself as a guy who can pass rush as well. I feel like that's the weakest part of my game. And I feel like based off of this season, I feel like my pass rush is the biggest thing that I have to improve on in order to sell myself as that complete backer. So that's the biggest thing right there. We have a lot of great linebackers in the league today, one of which is right here in the city of Houston is Zach Cunningham. Who yes, are some of the linebackers do you model your game after, or do you consider yourself the first, the one, the only, the original Nick Starworth? Yeah, so I actually, um, I, I watch a lot of guys and I take what they display and I try to incorporate it in my game. So like I watch guys from the past, like Ray Lewis, uh, Keekly. I watch in today's game, the primary ones are Bobby Wagner, uh, Eric Kendricks, Fred Warner, uh, Devin White, Levante David, and uh, Quan Alexander. And I take each part of their game and I try to incorporate it in mine and put my little spin on it because I'm not the biggest guy standing at six foot 230. But some of those guys are like, they are they are my size, like six foot, 230, 225, however you want to call it. But other guys that I watch, they're like six three, uh, six four kind of guys. I also watch Darius Leonard as well. So I kind of like watch the top guys and guys who are my same height and weight to see how they play the game. But if I wanted to um describe my game is like as one player, I feel like I play like Bobby Wagner or Fred Warner. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, that's, that's two big names you just threw out there. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I feel like I'm that guy that can, um, I feel like I'm that do it all guy. And I know that's a big statement, but I feel like I really have what it takes to go to the next level. Most definitely. Mm. Sounds good. Speaking of the next level, this is basically a two part question. What mm -hmm. do you feel you can offer an NFL team? And if there is one NFL team, you can actually you, you're hoping and praying for the most that they actually draft you and take a chance on you, who would that team be? Yeah, so um, like I said earlier, the biggest thing I bring is my versatility. And I'm grateful for whoever drafts me at the end of the day. But if I had to choose, um, it'd probably be um, Houston or Indianapolis or maybe even Philadelphia at the end of the day. I know those are three teams, but um, – I know I'm grateful for anybody who takes a chance on me at the end of the day. Sounds good, my man. Well, what I can tell you is this. You might have an opportunity to have the Texans look at you because the number of people that they sign, I'm pretty sure 90% of those players would not be on the roster heading into the 2022 season. Nick Stallworth, three-time all-conference linebacker at Siena High University. Nick, really quick, where can our listeners follow you at on Twitter? Uh, my underscore on Twitter is uh, Nick underscore stall 21. And Instagram as well? Uh, my Instagram is Nick Stallworth 31. Sounds good, my man. With Nick, thank you so much for taking time out your day to join me here on Locked On Texans. Mm -hmm. Good luck with everything, my man. And hopefully we get a chance to do this again pretty soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. What you intake into your body is just as important. And we all want snacks. And that's why I'm telling you about Bill Bar. 
with the nine delicious flavors, including coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, and double chocolate. Guys, there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, will the Dallas Cowboys start the season 0-2? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Once again, that was Nick Stallworth, linebacker and all three-time conference player from Siena Heights University. And hopefully he can add another all-conference title to his awards and recognition. But what I love most about Nick Stallworth is the fact that he said that he was a versatile linebacker. And linebacker, by the way, and John, this is something that is extremely big to you when you talk about what the Houston Texans need, is a linebacker who can excel in pass coverage. And hopefully, who knows, that can actually be an attribute that David Cully and Nick Casario can see that will allow them to make a phone call to Nick next April informing him that he has been drafted by the Houston Texans. Because, John, you and I and everybody listening to Locked On Texans as of right now knows that the Texans need a linebacker who can excel in pass coverage. But with that being said, that is for Class 2022. It is time for us to shift our focus back to the draft class of 2021. And on today, later on today, as a matter of fact, the NFL will begin Phase 2 of the NFL offseason workout program, which means today is going to mark the official day that the Houston Texans rookies will take part in rookie training camp. And as of right now, the Texans announced that three of the five rookies have signed their rookie contracts, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, and Roy Lopez. And as of right now, we are still waiting for Davis Mills, but I'm not too sure if he's going to be a part of the rookie training camp today. When I take a look at this rookie class heading into training camp starting today, the one guy that I'm most excited about is Brevin Jordan because, John and listeners, you guys heard me say this once again. I do believe that Jordan is the most talented player that the Texans were able to come away with during this year's NFL draft. And not only that, John, what is the one word Nick Casario continuously keeps saying every time we ask him about this roster? He wants competition. Exactly. And the tight end competition is going to get a head start because in addition to Brevin Jordan going inside NRG Stadium, Jordan Aikens, one of the original Houston Texans who participated during phase one of the Houston Texans and NFL offseason workout programs, is going to be in the building as well. And I am very excited to see how is this tight end battle between Jordan, Aikens, and Farrell Brown. I'm really excited to see how is that going to play out for this upcoming 2021 NFL season. Because you have one tight end in Farrell Brown who excels in blocking. And I do believe he has solidified himself as the Texans' number two option at that position. But what about number one? I do believe number one is still up for grabs because, like I mentioned here on this show before, Jordan Aikens is entering the last and final year of his contract. 
and I find it extremely odd that Nick Casario has not offered him a contract extension, at least to my knowledge at the moment. I like that you're looking at the tight end position because it is intriguing. But I'd be lying if I didn't say what I really feel, and that's I can't wait to see what Davis Mills can bring to this team. Now, it's only going to be with the rookies, and I, I totally understand that. That's if he shows up, because like I mentioned, That's if he, he shows has not up. signed his contract yet. I think he'd be a fool to not show up by Monday. I agree. Here's why. Here's why. Like, you're a third-round quarterback that only played 11 games in college? Yeah, you can't afford to miss this. And here's another reason why you can't afford it. We saw, specifically for Houston, how much rookies struggled last season. And we can make the case it was due to the lack of practice before the season started, OTAs, uh, mini camps, preseasons, or whatever you want to call it. If I'm the Houston Texans' new general manager, new head coach, and seeing what the team had to go through last season where no rookie was pretty, really productive, yeah, we need, all our, we need all of our rookies here right now on time, like, if you're five minutes early, you're late. We need you at the bubble, ready to take off. We got to get you acclimated to the NFL, baby. And for Davis Mills, we, we we need to catch you up from your 11 games and three years in college. So he is the number one guy I'm looking forward to, seeing how everything's going, seeing how he handles his reps, and just want to see him get better. I don't want the guy to fail. Do I think he's going to be a good quarterback? No. I don't want him to fail. The first step to him not failing is giving you all the reps you can possibly take before you get kicked off in the preseason. John, really quick before closing this installment of Locked On Texans. I don't hate him. Is that what you're about to say? No, I'm, I'm not going to say you hate I mean, how can you hate a guy that you never even watched play? Right. Um, I, I just thought about this. And this, this would be funny as hell. I'm sorry. But say if we get word that Davis Mills is trying to force his way out of Houston. <laughs> because look, listen, listen, listen. I keep going back to his post draft press conference. And maybe he's not an emotional guy, but it did bug me a little bit that Davis Mills did not sound that thrilled to be a part of the Houston Texans. Because when when Brevin Jordan got on the phone excited, when Nico Collins got on the phone, he was basically in tears. Like we can go down the list of almost every rookie when they get drafted they're excited they're full of emotion davis mills uh he didn't sound too excited rookie training camp starts today three of the five rookies already signed i find it a little bit odd that he isn't signed i don't know john we're gonna have a, a double quarterback situation going on in the city of houston no we're not he's gonna try that to pull up eli manning <laughs> that third eli manning had the name manning behind him and peyton his big brother and his dad mills on the other hand as a matter of fact right now mills is not really a good last name to have because the other famous mills meek mills every time he tweets something some bad goes wrong like when he tweeted about <laughs> dogecoin the stock dropped on it. Like, I, you know, he got to show up, man. He got to be ready day one, the latest day two. I mean, you know what I mean? But he, he got to be here because, honestly, you know, this team really believes in him. Mm -hmm. You know, all jokes aside. 
Yeah. They believe in him. And Casario um, made the comment that they were in a situation, and this was specifically towards them trading up for Nico Collins, but they were in a situation where the guys that they had high on their draft board were getting picked. And personally, I still think that applies to uh, Mills, but nonetheless, they believe in him. So, you know, you're not a first-round quarterback, not a second-round quarterback. You were picked at 67. Bring your ass to work. So this team, this franchise, this city can see what you're about. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Friday, enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Easiest win of the year for Houston. Toughest win of the year for Houston. What is your projected, predicted, way too early prediction for the record? Let us know. Tweet us. Like I said, at Locked On Texans or on Facebook. Like us as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.